What's going on, sports addicts? Welcome back to the Confessions of a Sports Addict podcast. Today, what we'll be doing is the NFC East Divisional Preview. If you don't know what that is, what we do is we go over the teams, the additions and departures, the offensive and defensive rank, and we kind of give our takes or add a question and talk about you know the division, the shape it is in, and you know what to look forward for this year. In the NFC East is the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants. So what we're going to have is Dylan going over the additions and departures. I'm going to talk about the offensive and defensive ranks, and then we're going to kind of mix both of our takes in for you know our takes on the team. Mm-hmm. So Dylan's going to go ahead and get started with the key additions and departures for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so this offseason, the Dallas Cowboys were able to bring in Randall Cobb, George Iloka, and Robert Quinn while they lost Cole Beasley, Damian Wilson, and Jeff Swain. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything too significant there. Mm-mm. Hopefully it's, you know, something that can help shore up that team a little bit, give Dak a checkdown option. There's good safety play from Myloka, and then Robert Quinn can just add a little bit of pass rush. I don't really think that their departures were worse than their additions. Yeah, I, I actually think that they got a little bit better. Like, I understand Cole Beasley's frustration with the team, but I think Randall Cobb is a more athletic version of Cole Beasley, yeah. you know? Taking a look at the offensive rank, they were 22nd in the league at 343.8 yards per game. Now, obviously, that is a lot of yards per game, and the NFL is in, like, an offensive explosion currently. But, I mean, I think that they can definitely improve upon that. We'll talk about that more later. And defensively, they rank 7th, so they were almost pretty much elite. I think a top-10 team is, Mm -hmm. like, good, but when you're in the top five, you're elite. Yep. And they gave up 329.2 yards per game, which is pretty good in today's NFL. Yeah. So now let's go ahead and take a look at the Eagles. Yeah, this offseason, um, the Eagles were able to sign Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, Jordan Howard, LJ Fort, and Zach Brown, while they lost Michael Bennett, Jordan Hicks, Nick Foles, and Golden Tate. Yeah. I mean, so I think now the Eagles are probably one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Yeah. It's crazy what Howie Roseman can continue to do with the salary cap there in Philadelphia. They've got great receivers. They've got a great defensive line. I think their big key is their secondary playing well. Once again, at least down the stretch, they got Malcolm Jenkins, but he wants a new deal. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to have an established run game with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, and they shored up their linebacker room with some of their losses. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it. I think they're pretty much loaded across the board except the secondary. Like, that's still the one question. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a pretty important position. And, like, there were multiple times down the stretch that the Eagles would lose close games because of their secondary. Yeah. And now let's go ahead and take a look at the ranks. 14th on offense at 365.3 yards per game. And defensively, they were 23rd at 366.2 yards per game. Now, I think they can get better defensively if they can get more consistent in their secondary play. Offensively, obviously, you know, kind of like went back and forth because they had Nick Foles and Carson Wentz throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there if Carson Wentz can stay healthy for a full season also. Yeah, and I also think that the addition of Jordan Howard and drafting a Miles Sanders, that should balance out their attack a little bit too. Yeah. So now let's go ahead and get into the Washington Redskins. Yeah, um, so their big splash this offseason was Landon Collins, and then in the draft they were able to sit tight and draft Dwayne Haskins, and then they jumped back into the first round and drafted Montez Sweat. And then their departures 
were Preston Smith, Zach Brown, Jamison Crowder, HaHa Clinton Dix, and Ty Naseki. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that list, like, obviously, Landon Collins is a pretty decent player in today's NFL. He had that one season where he was, like, a first-team All-Pro. He's generally a pro bowler. Haskins might be their quarterback of the future. Obviously, that's yet to be determined. And Montez Sweat, if he doesn't have those health concerns with the heart, like, you know, they said that he does, he can be, he could prove to be one of the best players in this draft. Yeah. I mean, he's just an athletic freak. And I do think he will get after the quarterback for a long time in Washington. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I am the most concerned about with is that they did lose, you know, quite a bit of veterans, some, you know, vocal leaders and some guys that they could really just count on like a Jamison Crowder, a Ty Naseki coming in and filling in for an uh, offensive lineman who was hurt. Mm-hmm. Haha Clinton Dix, maybe not the worst loss, but they did kind of, you know, get Landon Collins to kind of fill that void. Yeah. When you look at their ranks offensively, they were 28th, 299.7 yards per game. So they couldn't even reach 300 yards. And defensively, 353.4 yards per game, ranked 17th in the NFL. So obviously defense wasn't that bad. I thought their defense was playing pretty good for at least the first half of the season. Yeah. And while Alex Smith was in there, their offense was rolling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they'll have Darius Geist back. They got Adrian Peterson back. It's really just a matter of what's their quarterback play going to be like. Yeah, I mean, like you said, once Alex Smith went went down, you could tell the offensive production went down. Um, I still think that um, they need a couple more weapons on the outside for the offense to really improve. That might not happen this year, but maybe in the next couple of years, they'll finally get that. Yeah, for sure. I, I just think that the Redskins are just void of like good receivers to make yeah. plays. Like mm-hmm. they just don't have it, and like I don't really see why they let Jamison Crowder go, but I guess they did. So maybe Mm -hmm. they just didn't think he was worth as much money as he was going to ask. Yep. And lastly, the New York Giants. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this was a team that did a lot this off season. So they were able to add Kevin Zeitler, Golden Tate, Jabril Peppers, Antoine Bethea, Daniel Jones, and Dexter Lawrence, while they lost Odell Beckham Jr., Olivier Vernon, and Landon Collins. Yeah. I mean, when you look at that list, obviously you can tell that there was like something that they wanted to do i mean Mm -hmm. like with kevin zeitler and dexter lawrence they kind of wanted to like fill voids in like their trenches right Mm -hmm. offense and defensive line they're gonna try and replace odell beckham jr with golden tate which isn't the worst thing in the world they also got sterling shepherd you know saquon evan ingram Mm -hmm. out there so golden tate is like one of the best at like missed tackles like forcing missed tackles in the league and then you got Jabril Peppers to replace Landon Collins. I don't think he plays to that level. And then an aging Antoine Bethea, but that might just be good like leadership for that defense. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Jones, obviously he's the big question. He was the second quarterback taken this year behind Kyler Murray. And it'll, I guess it's just going to be interesting to see if he can take over for you know Eli Manning at some point this year. And then like taking a look at the departures, obviously you lost like probably the best receiver in the NFL, your best pass rusher, at least who proved to be late in the season. And then you lost Landon Collins, who was a guy you drafted and you just let him walk to a divisional rival. Yeah, pretty much for nothing too. So um, I think what the Giants are trying to do is maybe create more of a core of talent rather than lean on like the two or three guys that they lost, you know? Um, Like I get like Golden Tate and Antoine, but they are kind of like older in their career. But once their contracts are up, They'll be able to get some money and hopefully draft or sign some younger guys to, you know, add like depth at those posi- yeah. positions. 
Yeah, and then like when you look at them offensively, 356.1 yards per game, probably 355 of those were Saquon Barkley. <laughs> that ranked uh, 17th. And then defensively, 371.4 yards per game, ranked 24th. So I mean, like I said, Saquon Barkley was pretty much their offense last year. And then defensively, they couldn't really generate a pass rush. Their linebackers were average, maybe except for Alec Ogletree. And then their secondary, like they traded Eli Apple away, who wasn't playing well for them. Then they have um, Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, who's pretty good. He says that he feels like he's on a Pro Bowl level this year. And then, obviously, they got Jabril Peppers and Antoine Bethea going into this year. So maybe they'll be able to, like, limit the pass this year. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see. Let's go ahead and circle back around to the top and talk a little bit more about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so this year, um, with Kellen Moore taking over at offensive coordinator, can the Cowboys often show signs of improvement and consistency? And also, will the defense take the next step in becoming a top five defense this year? They're right on the hinge of that. Yeah, I, I think that Kellen Moore has a great relationship with Dak Prescott, and I think that they'll be able to do more things on offense and just switch it up. I think their offense was pretty bland last year. With Scott Linehan, it was just kind of getting old, and teams were being able to figure it out. And then Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, all those boys, you know, Tank Lawrence, Byron Jones, they've got yeah. a pretty nasty defense. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. With their additions, I think that, you know, they'll be able to become a top five defense this year mm -hmm. as long as everybody can stay healthy. Yep. Now, taking a look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they've had a lot of roster turnover, leading to one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and they gave Carson Wentz a very big contract extension. Can the Eagles find themselves back in the playoffs yet again? Can Carson Wentz stay healthy? And if not, are they going to kind of like regret letting Nick Foles walk? I think that they will definitely find themselves in the playoffs again. I think maybe the Cowboys and Eagles, again, both make the playoffs again. Um, I just think that's how talented both of those teams are. Um, you know, everything does depend on Carson Wentz because right now they have, I think it's Nate Sudfield behind him and yeah. Clayton Thornton, who they drafted. So And Cody Kessler. Yeah, so not a lot of experience back there, but, you know, that that's why you signed him to an extension. You think that from now on he can, you know – not be injury prone. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Um, you know, this offseason, there will be a QB battle. Can the first round pick Dwayne Haskins lead the charge of a veteran based offense or veteran based roster and show signs of improvement? Yeah. I mean, I think that Dwayne Haskins can, obviously he's going to have to beat out Case Keenum, who we know had that great year in Minnesota a couple of years ago. And he was definitely the leader of Denver last year so it'll be interesting to see I think Dwayne Haskins has a cannon of an arm and I think it's going to kind of like be very impressive to his teammates and they'll probably want him to start as long as he has a grasp of the offense and he is able to show his leadership yeah I agree um I think this is basically his job to lose yeah honestly I do too I think that Jay Gruden is going to give him every opportunity to win the starting job mm -hmm. because I think his job's on the line and Lastly, with the New York Giants, can an aging Eli Manning still lead the Giants or will the rookie QB Daniel Jones take over the starting job at some point this year? I think if the Giants get off to a rough start this year, you could see Daniel Jones getting in there. Honestly, I'm not sure how Pat Shermer really feels about either. And the other thing is, is with the loss of the major talent on the roster from Dave Gettleman, will this plan of like his restructure show that, you know, he has a better understanding of building a roster than most people may think. Like I think you were saying, 
maybe he's letting go of let, like a lot of his top tier talent, but is he doing that to like make a more overall talented roster? Before I would think he was crazy, but now when I do look at the additions and departures, I can see that there there kind of is a plan there. Like I I kind of see like what he's trying to do. You know, they were able to get a lot of draft picks. They were able to sign some guys that while they might not give you that same production, they'll give you good enough production. I think yeah. once they get rid of Eli Manning, it'll finally like be a breath of fresh air for that franchise, and they can kind of restart and go into a new era of football. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, obviously, you take a look. They added Nate Solder last year, Will Hernandez. Now you got um, Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler. They signed Mike Remmers for right tackle. I believe they kind of find found their answer at center so they might have finally shored up that offensive line which they very much needed to mm-hmm. it's honestly just going to be consistency from eli manning in the past game saquon's going to do his thing obviously and can the defense just stop their opponents i think the offense is a little bit ahead of the defense right now for the new york giants i think the next couple of years they'll spend most of their money and draft picks on defense and building that up because it's clear that they do need linebackers they still need some good corners and they need pass rushers. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, okay, so if I had to rank this division, honestly, I'm in a toss up of who would win between the Cowboys and Eagles. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it could literally come down to how how do they split against each other? Yeah. Or even just like the last possession in a game. Yeah, it really could. I mean, I think both teams are pretty damn talented. The Cowboys have won two out of the last three years, so they have the upper hand there. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with this new look Cowboys offense. The Eagles are very talented. I think the Redskins are probably going to finish last just because if they do have a rookie quarterback. And I do think that they lost a lot of talent on their roster. So they're going to have to kind of be going through like a new change on their roster as far as like younger guys coming in and trying to find their role. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants can finish third. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that maybe the NFC East could have two teams in the playoffs just like they did last year in the Cowboys and Eagles. Yeah. I would actually probably have the Redskins finishing third and then the Giants fourth, but the Cowboys and Eagles are right there. It's, it's so hard to choose between you know? the two. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but we appreciate the sports addicts that you guys are listening to this podcast. Make sure to like comment and subscribe and be ready on the lookout for the NFC North podcast that will be coming tomorrow. Appreciate you guys. Signing out. Peace.